Hello and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and sufficient funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of Special, and powered by HireUp, a disability support platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. This is the final episode of our second season, and I'm thrilled to be sharing it with Steve Ralph, a tech entrepreneur, brand expert, and, as you'll hear, really lovely bloke. At the end of 2017, Steve misjudged a jump into a swimming pool and sustained a spinal cord injury that saw him become a quadriplegic. Steve now needs significant support to go about his day, and he's got some very cool assistive tech to help him get out adventuring modified bikes and kayaks and an all-terrain wheelchair. Steve has written a bunch of great articles for us at Hire Up about living well after life-altering injury and in very exciting news he's hosting a new soon-to-launch podcast for us called Life Rolls On. This series sees Steve chatting with other people who've experienced life-changing injuries and sharing the challenges and triumphs they've had along the way. After acquiring his spinal cord injury It took several months for Steve to get on the NDIS, which he did in 2018. But prior to this, Steve had to find alternative ways to pay for some of the supports he needed. You had to fundraise to get equipment prior to the scheme. What was it like having a new disability and not yet being on the NDIS? Yeah, so, I mean, it was really a combination of um, just that lag time of like, application and enrollment and then actually getting implemented with that as well as it was also just like not knowing how to navigate it properly as well and what the processes were so we kind of yeah just in the early days of of like coming onto the scheme um and and during that process of like waiting for the application to come through we just ended up using a lot of our um yeah like fundraising uh cash that we got through um, just the generosity of our community um, to to fundraise and and purchase some adaptive equipment, such as a standing frame, which I still use like a few days a week to this day. Um, and it's like vital to you know your overall health and independence and and just to keep healthy. So those things like that that you know has had a massive impact now in terms of like knowing how to navigate it and being you know efficient at using um, the NDIS to get what you kind of need to to live you know your best life. So. Yeah, for sure. If it's anything like Arlo's standing frame, he has a Jenks and I think it was like about $10,000. Was that the kind yeah. of money that you were having to raise? Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah, 10, 12 grand or something like that. Yeah. So what did you do? Did you do like a raffle or what kind of, what were the fundraising events like? Oh, so there was a couple of pretty big fundraising, um, like kind of like a gala dinner kind of thing, like two of those. Yeah. Like my work put one of those on, which was awesome. And also like my local community, family and friends kind of put that put another one on the floor. So we had two sort of major events which were which were massive and awesome. Um yeah, so thankful for all that support that we got through that um early stages of my disability. But um yeah, so it was kind of a combination of those, as well as actually somebody else with a disability helping. Um she did her own fundraising and ended up raising like half the money that we actually put towards that um standing frame as well. Um so just to her own network, just doing a GoFundMe page, which was uh, so combination of things but yeah there's a lot of really nice people and um yeah kind of getting getting it done that way now that steve is on the ndis he's a huge advocate for it and says he's had a very good experience on the scheme so far yeah i mean well ever since i got my spinal cord injury um the ndis has just been extremely pivotal in everything that i've been able to achieve since then 
um, from a day-to-day point of view, like literally getting up in the morning wouldn't be possible without it. Um, so anything that I can achieve in my life, I, I have to credit the NDIS and the way that it kind of has supported a lot of people through being able to achieve everything in their life. So yeah, it's, it's literally from the start of the day to the end of the day, I, I've you know got them to thank for it. Yeah. Cheers to that. We're exactly the same in our family. I'm sure it hasn't all been smooth sailing though, Stephen. You can be honest with me. Yeah. What challenges have you had with the scheme since you've been a participant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, as awesome as it is, I'm like, I'll always be the first person to put my hand up and say how amazing the NDIS is. Like I very rarely will say a bad word about it. But like you said, there has been times where um, it hasn't been all smooth sailing and there has been a bit of a challenge. Um, Some things have been like incorrect implementation of funding. So kind of getting six months worth of funding that all my therapists and doctors had kind of advocated for and supported. Um, but then only getting six months, like getting essentially half of what you kind of needed for a 12 month plan period. And then going through like months and months of stress, like not being able to pay invoices, accruing like tens of thousands of dollars of debt and like just relying on the goodwill of service providers to operate at a, possible loss um for yeah like getting into a horrible cash flow situation just due to the uh yeah mistakes made in implementing the plan so it's like all these really good intentions and really fantastic um ideas and things but then when there's like there can just be you know some sticking points with implementing those those ideas as well yes for sure there are definitely some um wrinkles to iron out which let's hope that the Mm. reform and there's a lot of changes happening at the moment I always feel when we go into the meetings with Arlo like it sucks having to go through everything that he can't do I imagine as a person firsthand having to do that sucks as well how do you feel about the deficit-based structure of the NDIS yeah I mean it is kind of I can understand why they why they sort of need to go through it that way um, but like you said, from a, just a personal, you know, perspective, it, it is a bit, you know, grim to kind of go through that and like paint yourself in the most negative light possible. And it, it's kind of like seems counterintuitive to like, you know, being able to be, to, to enabling you to do as much as you can. It's sort of like you have to paint yourself on your worst day, um, worst case scenarios for everything. So yeah, it, it is definitely tough, but I suppose, um, the way that I try and get through that or think about that is, you know, they've got to have these places safeguards in place for a reason and that's the best way to kind of advocate get you know the funding that you need um for those days where you you may do need a little bit extra support or whatever so um you've got to kind of think about it in that way i suppose but yeah it it is can be kind of tough to get through but um yeah it's kind of all for all for the right reasons i guess how do you manage your plan and your funds yeah so i do have a support coordinator as well um i suppose we touch base a couple of times a year really that's kind of about what we do um, but it's really just to make sure that, you know, we sit down and it's kind of just more than anything else. It's just making sure that you sit down together and set the time aside to actually go through it. So you can be prepared for your plan review because it's very easy for, you know, life to get busy and then for things to just roll around and then you're not ready for the plan review. Um, so I think just having somebody that kind of is working really closely with the space with hundreds of participants, you know, working in it every day. They're super across all the changes and anything that might be different between now and last time you kind of went through the plan review process. So I think that's been really helpful. So um, otherwise, you know, self-manage in terms of the admin and the invoicing and, and that kind of thing. But it's just really um, having a really good touch point, like someone that's really close to the scheme that can help you kind of navigate 
in the lead up and just make sure that you kind of get everything organized in time. Yeah, that's awesome. We are self-managed as well. There is a lot, but I think I love the control and you must be the same of like you. Yeah, I think think just the flexibility to then not have funds kind of locked because I think like as you know, like you know what's been provided and what hasn't and like where things are up to. Whereas I think this is just, I haven't experienced like doing a plan managed thing. So I, I'm not actually sure, but the, the way that I kind of feel about it is like, if it was done that way, like they, like if people are claiming funds that have been allocated, like say half the plans plan managed and half self-managed, people that are take, like claiming that money may not have oversight or knowledge that services or goods have been provided. And then, so, you know, you might have situations where this could get really messy and like it could be more trouble than it's worth is how I kind of feel about it. Like it might be a little bit of a hassle to do the admin, but I think overall it might be more like it's the lesser of two evils and it's probably the easier way to, to have that kind of oversight over things. Steve, you've got some awesome kit that helps you get out and about adventuring. How did you get this? Did you work this sort of stuff into your goals? Yeah, How can the NDIS um, help you to get out and have fun and adventure? Yeah, so um, kind of like you were saying, you know, once you kind of learn how to navigate that and get the NDIS sort of and the plan that works for you up and running, um, I think it's just getting really good um, allied health and OT kind of involved to make sure that they, you know, you can, you can get recommended appropriate and suitable like AT and then lean on them for kind of the, uh, plan uh, report writing and and kind of those requests that go in um, to do assistive technology requests and and then um, you know have the NDIS help to contribute towards something that's relevant to you to your goals and to your life that we what you want to do um, yeah so I think that's probably my number one tip is just like get get really good um, maybe just ask around ask questions or find yeah suitable OTs that can help you with that because there's a lot of um, yeah really good OTs out there that will be able to help you um, navigate that. Um, but essentially, yeah, get them to help out with writing the reports and recommending appropriate equipment to trial and, and to get into. Yeah, for sure. Did you find it a struggle at all to convince the NDIS that, say, like an off-road wheelchair or an adapted bike is reasonable and necessary? Actually, not too much of a challenge, really. Like, and that, like I said before, I would always be the first person to say the NDIS has been great and has enabled me to be able to do so much more with my life than I kind of would have thought possible when I first got my injury but yeah it hasn't been too difficult as long as it kind of aligns with you know the reality of like you know is this kind of towards your goals and towards what you want to do with your life and like you know what does it help you how how does it support you mentally socially physically all that kind of stuff if you can kind of tie it to your goals and to to just like kind of you are as a person and what you want to achieve I think there's no 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 real issue that, that I've experienced with um, the NDIS pushing back on on any of that equipment being not reasonable or necessary to do any of those things. Yeah, awesome. And are your goals <laughs> adventure? Like one of our last ones for Arlo was we want to get into mm. the bush. Like it was really specific. Like we want to be able to bushwalk or yeah. bush ride. And with that, we were able to look at like the hippocamps and the um, off-road buggies, which we hadn't been able to look at before. Do you have like really specific adventures worked into your goals? Mm. Not super specific. I mean, whether this is right or wrong, I have like kind of general goals in my plan, which kind of then you can, you know, I suppose you can use those three general goals to kind of um, 
adapt them towards whatever specific um, request you might be making. So, so one of like some of them is just you know to be able to um, something like you know to be able to participate fully in the community uh, and to you know have good community access and um, you know kind of contribute towards some social um, like it's something super general like that you know like to get out and and you know be social with your friends doing activities that everybody does something along those lines exactly I'm not sure the wording but it's kind of then those things are like oh well you know bike riding like was a hobby of mine before my injury so that's awesome you can get back out and there's an adaptive bike to kind of help to do that and like go out with your friends and ride again so yeah it's also like then equally you know helpful for other things as well so I didn't get too specific with it and like I said I'm not sure if that's right or wrong but that's the kind of way I've done it but yeah. you, you got your stuff so clearly it worked and I noticed there you dropped a lot of NDIS terminology participate yeah 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 it's social like they love all <laughs> totally. that so yeah, yeah. It's, it's clearly working but have you got any other advice for people who are new to the scheme I think people that are new to the scheme um yeah I'd always just say like you know do do what's comfortable and what what's the right thing for you in terms of how to manage the NDIS for you. Um, but if you do feel up for self-management, I think, as we've said, it's a really good way to learn um, about how it works and how to best then advocate for yourself and have better control over the funding, I think, personally. And, like, yeah, just try and find the right um, support network um, in terms of if you do have support coordination, um, finding a really good support coordinator to help you out with it. Uh, and partnering with the right people. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of resources out there to help you find those people. Um, so yeah, it should be it should be a good positive experience for everyone, I think. And like with the right people and the right support and knowledge, you can do it. So it'll, it'll always be right. So yeah. You can hear much more from Steve and his guests in our new podcast series, Life Rolls On, which will be launching soon. You can find the trailer for this series linked in the show notes. I'll also be back soon with season three of NDIS Know How. And if you have any ideas for topics or guests, please do get in touch. My email address is also in the show notes. As always, thanks to Higher Up for supporting me in making this podcast. And I'll catch you again for the next season of NDIS Know How.